I'm, I'm excited to share my heart this morning. I'm excited to share the truth of God's word. Man, J- Jeremy just said it. You, you understand this. The, the Bible, it says the word is active, alive, and powerful. It's like powerful. It's, it's like hot. And it says it's sharper than any double-edged sword, penetrating between joint and marrow and cutting right to the chase. It cuts our heart open so that we can actually be changed, so that we can actually know the truth and it can set you and I free. Are you with me? This is the active, alive, powerful Word of God. And y'all look, when we begin to read it, and not just to know more, but to read it to encounter God and apply it to our life, and we begin to obey it, we begin to stand on its promises, and we begin to walk it out in our daily lives, we become more and more like Jesus Christ. Because, see, the Bible says the Word, which was Jesus, became flesh and dwelt among us. So when we apply it and obey it and live it out, we become like the Word, Jesus Christ. And it not only changes us, it begins to change the world around us. People begin to see Christ in us. That's the whole point, isn't it? And, and so I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share the Word this morning. And I've, got, I've got one main verse that I'm going to share, but I'm going to share a whole ton of others too. But, but before I even share this, this main scripture, and the others, I just want to share with you kind of what's on my heart for today. I, I want to talk about, for the next few minutes, the harvest field. And I know I hear everybody's like, Wes, that's all you ever talk about is the harvest field. But, but you know, actually it's not completely true. If you were here a few weeks ago, I, I, I preached on being more than a conqueror. But it is true that the main thing I talk about the harvest field, and it's, it's, y'all, it's because the harvest is plentiful. We, like, we can't stop talking about this, and we can't stop going after this until the whole city of Birmingham comes to know Jesus, and then our nation comes to know him, and then our world comes to know him. We can't stop going after it. I know some of you are thinking, Wes, that's just not a reality. Like, Wes, you got you to get for real. That's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen if we keep saying it's not going to happen. Are you with me? Like, I am being for real. Like, I'm for real in love with Jesus. And because I'm in love with him, I'm in love with what he's in love with. And he's in love with people. He's in love with the lost. So we get to continue to go after the lost until everybody knows him. And we believe that they will. It's called hope. It's the hope that we have. Christ in us is the hope of glory. We get the privilege of seeing everything from the perspective of Jesus Christ. Every day when we, we wake up, we get to see things in life and people through the lens of Jesus. And he wants everybody to be saved. He paid the price for everyone, so we just get to go after it until it happens. And we believe that it will. This is the hope that we get to walk in. And so I... I, I, the way in which I want to talk about the harvest field this morning is, is through Arise Global. So we, we launched Arise Global several months ago last year. And I just want to take a, a few minutes and just remind everyone of just what Arise Global is. The heartbeat behind Arise Global and cast some vision for Arise Global this year. Um, we, it, it was not quite finished with it, but when you walk through the foyer, 
to the right, there's going to be a table of just Arise Global. We're going to have some banners. We're going to have some brochures. We're going to have a card for, that you can pick up next week that has the list of the upcoming events, the outreaches that we're doing in the city that everybody gets to be a part of. Right? So I just, I just want to talk about, just release some vision this morning for that. But let me, let me tell you this. The heartbeat of Arise Global is for everybody here at Arise Birmingham to be involved in advancing the kingdom of God. Like, like this is something that, that, it's not just something that we're going to do. The heartbeat of Arise Global is the awakening of who we are as sons and daughters. Are you with me? This, this is you and I becoming and being the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. It's us being a, an extension into our city. Y'all, because th- this is what we were born for. It's, it's like this. It's like we've received the greatest treasure in the world in Jesus Christ, right? He's the greatest treasure. And God never intended for, intended for us to bury this treasure and just be proud of it and excited about it. He intended for us to invest this treasure in people's lives so that it not only changes them, but it begins to multiply and we begin to see the kingdom of God unfold on this planet. Amen? Y'all, y'all, that's living right there. Yeah, this is the heartbeat of of Arise Global is that we're Christians, so Christ is supposed to come out of us. This is supposed to be a natural Christ in us. It's supposed to be Christ through us. We're not supposed to be an inlet that hoards the presence of God here at Arise Birmingham. We're supposed to be an outlet that releases the presence of God everywhere we go. Because this is who we are. This is not just an invitation. It's a commissioning. Right? This is not just an option. This is who you are. Everybody gets to be involved in the advancement of God's kingdom. And I've just been learning just in my own personal life every day, just the importance of being a laborer in the harvest field and how it not only changes others, it will change your life. In in Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 to 38, it says that Jesus went into all the towns and all the villages uh, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the good news of the kingdom. And it says he healed every sickness and every disease. He healed every sickness and every disease. Let's just stop right there for a second. Everybody look at me, church. There's no sickness. There's no disease. That's a problem for Jesus Christ. It's it's who he is. And because it's who he is, it's it's what he does. Our problem and our sickness is no match for Jesus and his power. It's as simple as that. Look, in Matthew 15, 30. And this is not necessarily the crux of the message, but this is just so fun. In Matthew 15, 30, Jesus is sitting on this mountainside. And then all of a sudden it says that people begin to bring the lame and the cripple and the blind and the mute and the deaf and all these sick people. And they begin to lay them at his feet. And it says in Matthew 15, 30, it says that Jesus healed them all. Like all of them, like no one was left out. No sickness, no disease was a problem for him. He took care of them all. And look, Jesus is the one that we model our life after. So the one who healed them all now lives inside of you and I. So we get to go after it all and not be intimidated for one moment by any problem, by any sickness, by any disease. Because the one who healed them all now lives inside of you and I. 
Look, Christ in us changes everything. It changes the game. And and in Matthew 8, 3, it actually reveals that Jesus is not only able to heal, it says he's willing. The the, the man with leprosy says, Jesus, if you're willing, you can make me clean. And he says, I am willing. And he reaches out and touches the man and he's completely clean. Woo! How exciting is that, man? We get to believe that he's not only able, but he's willing. And the reason that he's willing is because that's God's will. In John 6, 38, Jesus says, I came not to do my will, but to do the will of my Father. And so every sick person that Jesus prayed for was completely healed because it was God's will. And what Jesus did then, he wants to do again. And you and I get to be the vessel that he does it through. Because the one who heals them all lives inside of us. We cannot stop going after all of it. Uh, see, and see th- this, this is the heartbeat of Ross Global. It's that you and I are the plan. See, the ultimate plan was Jesus Christ. God sent Jesus his ultimate plan. And now Jesus lives inside of you and I. The ultimate plan lives in us. So now you and I are God's ultimate plan to bring redemption to the world. If you're waiting around for God to unfold this plan as to how he's going to change the world, you're waiting for the wrong thing. (laughs) Wait no more. You are his plan. This is the heartbeat of Arras Global, that we get to be the hands and feet. This is not an option. This is who we are. Are you with me, church? Are you happy, church? This is us, man. You know, and, and then if we could take that further, Jesus proved that it was God's will because every person he prayed for was healed. And then he proved it even further by going to the cross and shedding his blood. See, the reality is, is that we're already healed inside and out. It, it just might not have manifested yet. So that when you and I are faced with, with pain, sickness, disease, when we're faced with a situation, when somebody needs to get set free from something, we don't, we're not intimidated. We know this is God's will. Jesus proved it. We know that Jesus has already paid for it. Right? So we don't have to beg or strive or plead. We just get to pray by the authority we have in Christ and by the power we have in the Holy Spirit to watch this thing manifested. This is us. If I look at me, church, You and I, we have way more authority and way more power than we realize and that we're currently using on a daily basis. Do you understand that? We have way more power and way more authority than we currently realize and that we're using on a daily basis in our life. Christ in us is supposed to be Christ through us. We're not supposed to be an inlet. We're supposed to be an outlet. Are you with me? He, He went around preaching the kingdom healing every sickness and every disease. And it said he had compassion on the crowds. It says the the crowds were being harassed. They were like sheep without a shepherd. And then he turns to his disciples and says, look, man, do you not see the harvest is plentiful? Pray that God would send that laborers into the harvest field. That's you and I. Y'all, the reality is, is that every day of our life, and we're, we're surrounded by people that are dying and going to hell. Every day of our life, man, we're surrounded by people. And, and they're longing and looking for a shepherd. They're looking for someone man, to lead them into the truth that sets them free. They're looking for freedom. They're looking for peace. They're looking for hope. They're looking for joy. Ultimately, they're looking for Jesus Christ. And if you have him, you have what they're looking for. Amen? 
And God never intended for you to bury him and just be proud of him. He intended for you to release him, to be an outlet. This is what you and I were born for. Are you with me? It's why Jesus says, man, God's looking for laborers in the harvest field. This is his heart. This is his plan for your life. Are you with me? And when you begin to be a laborer in the harvest field, I experience it all the time. When you begin to see people encounter Jesus, when you begin to see people come to know God, when you begin to see bodies healed, when you begin to see hearts set free, man, you come alive. Look at me, church. Living a lifestyle of outreach will change your life. It will. When you see someone who was once dead come alive, it makes you come alive. Because this is what we were created for. It's not an option. It's who we are. I promise, man, I talk to Christians all the time. They're pursuing Jesus. They love Jesus, but they look dead on the outside. Do you want to know why? It's because they're an inlet. And they're so focused. It's just all about them and their pursuit of Jesus. But at some point, we have to realize that we were created to give this thing away. If we're not allowing the river within us to flow within us, we become a dead sea. We become a dead sea. We're supposed to allow the river within us to flow out of us, to quench the thirst of the people around us because people are desperate for God, man. Yesterday at Street Ministry, we probably prayed for 50 people that were desperate for God, looking for Him, longing for Him, man. It was so amazing. Living a lifestyle of outreach would change your life. Man, this is who we are. See, the, the, the heartbeat of Arise Global that everybody gets to be involved in, a part of, is not just this charge to change the world, even though that will be the result. It's this revelation that you and I have a role to play in order to see the world changed. Are you with me? Do you see the difference? Like we could just charge each other up and say, let's go change the world, right? And some of you do it, but most of you will not. Because you'll think, I don't know if I'm supposed to be a part of this thing. This is not my gift. This is not my calling. But the heartbeat of Arise Global is this awakening that everybody in this room has a role to play in the kingdom of God. In some way, shape, form, or fashion. In order for the world to be changed, we have to realize that God has chosen us to be the vessel that he changes it through. Are you with me? That's the revelation that we need. The, the heartbeat of Arise Global is found in Psalms 115.16 where it says the highest heavens are God's, but the earth he's given to all of mankind. <laughs> Wait, do you understand what that means? The highest heavens are God's, but the earth he's put us on and given it to, it really simply means we have a role to play. Like we're not just in a relationship with God, we're in a partnership with him. He's chosen us to be a part of something really special. I'm off the stage. Look, do you understand the, the, the context of Psalms 115? It's actually quite interesting. Go home and read it. It's really powerful. The context of, of, of Psalms 115 is uh, worshiping idols. It's the, the psalmist is saying, man, these people groups and these nations are, are worshiping these idols made of silver and gold, and they're not worshiping the one true God. And it says these idols made of silver and gold, it's like you've given them eyes, but they cannot see because it's, it's gold. It's, it's fake. It's not real. It's not the one true God. You've given them ears, but they can't hear. You've given them mouth, but they can't speak. You've given them feet, but they can't walk anywhere. It's just gold. And it says those who put their trust in these idols will become just like them. 
You'll have eyes, but you can't see. You'll have ears, but you hear all the wrong things. You'll have a mouth, but you'll speak uh, uh, craziness. You'll have a feet, but you'll run in all the wrong directions. It says, we put our trust in the one true God. He has eyes to see you, ears that wants to hear from you. He has a mouth that wants to speak to you the truth that sets you free. And he has feet that wants to run to you and embrace you as a father. This is the one true God. And then, almost out of nowhere, it says, the highest heavens are his. And the earth he's given to us. What's it saying, man? That we have a role to play. And it's to point people to the one true God. It's so that God can become their idol and they can get rid of the counterfeit idols that never fulfill or satisfy. It's so that they can have eyes to see and ears to hear and a mouth to speak and a feet to run with Jesus Christ. Are you with me? Woo! That's the heartbeat, man, of this thing. This is who we are. It's this revelation that God doesn't preach the gospel. He's chosen us to. He changes lives. He heals bodies. He restores souls. He sets hearts free. And you and I are the vessel that he does it through. Are you with me? It's this realization that we can't just come to church and stay inside of our Christian circles encountering God. At some point, we realize that we encounter God so that we can become an encounter waiting to happen because the world around us is desperate and God's looking for laborers in the harvest field. And that's us. We get to be a part of the most incredible, special thing in the whole world. Are you with me? And this is what I want you to see more than anything this morning. Like, this is for everybody. It's not just for the leadership. Like, as a matter of fact, myself and Caroline and Jeremy Nedger and Melanie, as the fivefold leadership, the instructions that Jesus gives us is actually to equip the saints to do the works of Jesus Christ. So, so really, in our actuality, it's not really about us. Our role is to actually equip the saints so that you can go and be all that God's called you and created you to be. Are you with me? We'll go with you because I don't want to miss out. But we're supposed to equip you. This is not for the leadership. It's not for the elite, the anointed, the appointed, the called. Man, it's not about any of that. It's actually about Jesus. And once you say yes to him, God welcomes you into the ministry of reconciliation. No matter what your background, your calling, your gifting, your anointing, it's not about you. It's about Christ in you. And Christ in you has qualified you to be used by God. Are you with me? Jesus qualifies you and the Spirit equips you. You are ready. You go, I just don't have the personality of an evangelist. Yeah, but you got a personality. You don't, you don't need to compare your personality to anyone else's. You don't need to be like me. You don't have to be as excited as I am about this. You don't need to share the gospel the same way that I do. You use your gift, your personality, your ability, and you share the gospel the way that you do, and the Holy Spirit will use it. Oh, the pressure's off. Man, my new favorite scripture is Psalms 81, verse 10. 81, 10, it says, open your mouth and God will fill it. Not like that, like say something. (laughs) Open up your mouth, man, and God will fill it, man. Look, this is, it's not about the anointing. It's not about, this is about your willingness and your availability. You know that God's gift to you is ability, but your gift to God is availability. If you make yourself available, God will use you. 
You don't have to have the office of an evangelist in order to step out like we did yesterday. Say, hey, we're praying for people. Jesus is right here. How can we pray for you? I don't know that actually maybe three people said no. We prayed for about 50 because people are desperate for him. You don't have to have the office of an evangelist to share the gospel. You just have to care. You have to care more about people than you do your own reputation. We can't bury this thing. We can't hoard what we have in here. Not that we want to. We got to carry the presence of God and release it. This is who we are. This is not just a calling. This is a lifestyle. This is not an option. This is not an invitation. This is a commissioning. This is the heartbeat, man, of Arise Global. Look, and it's, it, this is for everybody. It says in Acts chapter 2 that God poured out his spirit on all flesh. Young men have visions, and old men dream dreams. And women and children and maid and maidservants alike, they all prophesy. Are you with me? It's like this is for everybody. If you have a heart that's beating, man, you're qualified. God wants to use you. Red, yellow, black, white, male, female, young, old, it doesn't matter. Man, we're over here trying to figure out, man, what's going to happen next in our world. We're over here trying to figure out when Jesus is going to come back and take us home. We're over here trying to figure out why you're this color and I'm this color and if we're going to get along. And God's going, what are we doing? I poured out my spirit on all flesh. Stop focusing on what's happening around you. Look to the one who lives inside of you. Christ in you is supposed to be Christ through you. It's not for you to know the time or the hour when Jesus returns. For when the spirit comes, he will give you power so you can be my witnesses. Woo! And I put a bunch of colors on this earth just to make it a more beautiful place. Just get along with one another and run with Jesus to be a soul winner. Are you with me? What are we doing, church? Hey, look at me, church. We got to get over ourselves, man. We got to get over ourselves. Man, we got to stop being so hurt and offended by people that aren't Christians that cuss around us. We, we, like, like we got, why, why should it surprise you, man? If you're around somebody, even Christians that don't know who they are and they act the way that they do, why are you surprised? Why does that bother you? Why are you offended by that? They don't know any better unless you tell them. Unless you meet them where they are, man, and love on them towards the heart of the Father. We got to get over ourselves and get on Jesus Christ, man. We got to run with him. Are you with me this morning? Look, let me, let me just, let me cast some vision of just a, a few things we have coming up that everybody gets to be a part of that is just so fun and exciting, man, just to bring the good news and just to be a laborer in the harvest field. Um, the first thing is this. We've been talking about this for a little bit, but our, our food pantry room is now finished. If you want to see it, you come find me at the, at the end of the service, and I'll take you back there and show it to you. Now, it doesn't have food yet, and this is where you come in. <laughs> it's got shelves. It's got a big, deep freezer ready for frozen meat, right? And it's got my one little desk. My office is the food pantry room. <laughs> it's amazing. Man, a, a couple weeks ago, we had the, the young adults. We had, we had Bible study, and then we all walked back there, and we just began to pray over the room, man. I got so touched. It was so powerful. So if you want to go see it, man, I'll show it to you. But here, here's the, the idea behind it. 
starting next Sunday. And there's one gray bin out there, and I'm getting, we're ordering one more. But next Sunday, you can start bringing food, non-perishables. Like, bring good food, food that you would eat, like mac and cheese and, like, rice. And, like, if you have meat, man, we're going to put it in that freezer. And from, from Sundays to Thursdays, from 9 to 1, this door will be unlocked and open for you to come and drop off food. And then I'll go back and stock it. And so the next street ministry is March the 12th. We have one month. And we're going to go into Woodlong and partner up with Keith Crow and Hope Street Ministries. And we're going to pass out food, man, to the community there and share the gospel with them. Isn't that amazing? So the the idea, y'all, is for us here as a church, man, to fill that pantry up. And so we're going to do food ministry once a quarter so that we could go back there in the food uh, pantry and fill up grocery bags and take it to our neighbors and release the love of Jesus Christ. Are you happy? Bring food, man. Bring good food. Bring beef and chicken that we can freeze. Oh, I felt the Lord on that one. Hey, and, and look, just a reminder, you understand that like our willingness to meet a physical need oftentimes leads to meeting a spiritual need. A quick way to the heart is through the stomach. It's awesome, man. You know that this is really important to Jesus too because it says in Matthew 25, uh, 35 through 40, Jesus is looking at the righteous ones and he goes, hey, you remember when I was naked and you clothed me? When I was hungry and you fed me? When I was in prison, you visited me? When I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink? And the righteous ones are looking at Jesus and says, we never did any of that for you. And Jesus goes, yeah, you did. What you do for the least of these, you've done unto me. The least of these is not a status. There are no unimportant people on this planet. The least of these are the people around you that, are, that need, are, are hungry, they're in need of what you have, but they're just as important as you are. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. That's the least of these. And Jesus says, when you do it for them, it's just as if you're doing it for me because I love them so much, I paid a price for them, for their bellies to be full and for their lives to be changed. Are you with me? This is Jesus, man. So, so food pantry, wide open, man. Start coming and bringing food. I'm going to keep it stocked back there. And, you know, we have people come out of the church all the time that need gas and are hungry. And I want to take them back there and let them shop and love on them. Okay? The, the other thing we have kind of coming up, and all this is going to be on a brochure that you can pick up and get reminders of. We're going to do evangelism training. So the first one is April the 9th, right here on Saturday morning from 9 to 1 p.m. We're going to do training. We're going to be equipped, uh, the powerful, practical evangelism. And we're just going to see how fun, how easy, and how rewarding it is. And then we're going to go out and put it into practice. And then we'll come back here and share testimony. So mark your calendar, April the 9th, man. And even if you've never been a part of anything like this, never done anything like this, you can just come and listen and then just follow. You don't have to do anything. You can just watch if you want to. Okay? So April the 9th, man, you guys, I, I want to I saturate the city of Birmingham with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's my heart, man. Not because it's the right thing to do, but because this is who we are. And because we have a love for other people and a desire for them to have what we have. We can't keep this thing to ourselves. I want to see 250 souls saved this year, man. Like we've already seen a couple. I want to feed at least 200 families, man, with food and and praying over them. We're going to do the back to school thing that we did last year. We're going to do the Thanksgiving outreach, but I want this thing to be normal. As a matter of fact, after April, we don't have the date quite yet, but we're going to start doing street ministry every single week. 
you, you guys listen to me. It's probably going to be during a weekday, during everybody's lunch break, and you can come here and go with me if you want, or we're going to get you signed up with something where I send out a message and we blitz the city. Where on your lunch break, you go into your part of the city and you love those people and pray for them and share the gospel with them. Woo! And then we have a place for you to send back testimonies. Listen, it's one thing to get testimonies once a month at street ministry, and we get them. I, I could stand here this morning and share testimonies just all from yesterday and still run out of time. But it's, a one, it's another thing to begin getting testimonies every single week. Because when they come in weekly, it begins to build faith for outreach to become a lifestyle. Are you with me? Are you happy this morning? Y'all, this is who we are, man. This is who we are. Living a lifestyle of outreach is so important. If, if we're only praying for the people that are just in this room, you're missing out on experiencing the full measure of what Jesus meant when he said, go and preach the good news to all creation. If, if, if what we call evangelism or changing the world is getting up from a seat over here and going to pray for someone that's sitting over here, we've missed the full experience of what God is inviting us into to go and preach the good news to everyone. Look at me. Do you understand that, that people are desperate out there for God? The harvest is more plentiful out there than it is in here. I'm not saying it's not plentiful in here. It is, but it's just different. See, everybody in here, we're just hungry for more. And their hungry heart gets fed. You don't leave the same way that you came. Amen? The hungry heart gets fed. We're desperate in here, but it's a different kind of desperation. Out there, they're just desperate for Jesus. They're looking for something bigger, looking for something better, looking for something more powerful, and it's Jesus Christ. And it's so plentiful out there. And when we become willing to leave from here and be the church out there, I'm telling you, you'll begin to see more and more happen than you ever even thought of because people are so desperate for an encounter with God. Are you with me this morning? Do you know that it's easier, man, to be the church than it is to try to get people to come to church? even though I invite people to church all the time. But if we go and try to just hand out arise cards and invite people to church, man, nobody's going to show up because people associate church with religion and people are looking for relationship. People associate church with being hurt by the church and nobody will come. But if we go up to people, man, and feed them, love on them, hey, Jesus is right here, how can I pray for you? And they begin to encounter God, they'll turn around and go, man, where are you from? I want what you have. I want to go where you go. Are you with me? It's easier to be the church. And just try to people, get the people to come to it. Are you with me? Y'all, this, this is the heartbeat of Arise Global, man. It's not just to go change the world, but to realize that we have a role to play in order for the world to be changed. And everybody is included. God's poured out his spirit on all flesh. We can all go and do this thing because the one who actually does it lives and dwells inside of you. The one who heals them all, the one with the answer, the one with the solution, man, lives and dwells inside of you. Are you happy this morning? Just a couple weeks ago, I, I, I went to pick up food for Caroline and I. And, and it was late, and we had the boys in bed, and we were just like, let's just grab something. So I just went out, and the girl taking my order, 
I just said, how you doing? She goes, man, it's just been a crazy night. I just said, let me just tell you how much God loves you right now. And he's with you and he's for you. And I said, he has a plan for your life. And she goes, oh, yeah, that's great. And I said, I also want you to realize that you're in God's plan right now. He wants to meet with you right where you are, and he wants to use you on a daily basis for his glory. He loves you so much. I said, can I pray for you? She goes, I don't know. She's just kind of looking around. I think she was kind of maybe worried she was going to get in trouble. And I said, well, just give me something to pray for, and I'll go sit down and let you do your thing, and I'll pray for you over here. (laughs) She goes, okay. She gave me something. I went, and I began to pray. And I didn't know what was, was kind of going on, but she came and brought me my, brought me her food, uh, my food, and I said, man, God loves you. I'm praying for you. And I get in the car, and on the ticket, she writes this long note. And she goes, I was nervous I was going to get in trouble. But she says, I don't know if you realize just how much this meant to me. She goes, this actually has changed my whole day. She goes, this has changed my outlook on everything. She says, thank you for praying for me. And I, it was just this powerful reminder, man. It's not like her body got healed or she got set free, but it was just powerful reminder, man, that people are desperate and looking for God, man. We had this guy, we're getting new internet service at our house, and this guy comes to our house. His name is Jerry. And I walk up to Jerry, and I go, man, thank you so much for coming and doing this. And he goes, you're welcome. This is, this is what I do. And I go, and, I, and, I, and that's, that's, I said this. I said, no, you don't understand. I was like, I don't know how to install this internet. Right? And we need internet because we stream worship all day long. So I told him, I said, we stream worship all day long and my wife works from home. And he goes, oh, man, you're so welcome. This is what I do. A little bit later goes on. I walk up to him. <laughs> I'm playing with the kids. I said, how's it going, Jerry? He goes, man, I'm having a hard time with this thing. And I said, thank you so much. I said, we appreciate you doing this. And then he comes to me later and says, I'm sorry, it's, ha- it's taking so long. I said, man, you don't owe us anything. You take as long as you need because you're here blessing our family. And he goes, he just turns and walks off. <laughs> and, then, and then I'm out shooting basketball. And he comes walking by with his hard hand on. I said, Jerry, I said, you play ball? He goes, man, I used to. I said, come shoot with me. I said, come shoot with me. And he took his heart out. He goes, I ain't never been to a house like this before. He's shooting. He makes a shot. He's actually got a really good shot. Jethro says, man, dad, that man can shoot. He actually said, dad, that black man can shoot. I said, yeah, he really can. He keeps working, man. He's there six hours. And he comes to me. He says, I'm so sorry, man. That I took so long. I said, Jerry, you don't owe us an apology. I said, we live thankful around here. And he looked at me. He said, I know you do. He said, I ain't never felt so much peace in a house in my life. And I walked out and I put my arm around him. I said, thank you. I said, you come back and you shoot ball with me anytime. And right before I left, I said, Jerry, do you know Jesus? And he looked at me and he said, if I didn't, I do now. He said, I do. And I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I just want to show y'all. I was just being me. And then I have moments 
where the Amazon girl, she pulls up and I said, Jet, we're going to go share the gospel with this girl. And, and no, no, nobody followed me out the door. They're all eating dinner. So I run out the door. She drops it in. She's in a hurry. I just said, hey, I just need to know if you know Jesus. That's all I said. She turned around and she goes, I do. And I said, are you sure or do you need me to come and pray with you right now? She says, I'm sure. I got to go. I said, okay, whatever. So look, y'all, I, I'm, th- th- this is... It's 12. Um, the highest heavens are God's. But the earth, <laughs> he's given to us so that we can point everybody to the one true idol. So that they can get rid of counterfeit idols in their life that never fulfill or satisfy. So that they can begin to see and hear and speak and run with Jesus Christ. Are you with me? This is not an invitation. This is a lifestyle. Y'all, you got to see this. This is no longer an option. This is who you are and what you were born for. This is why we have Arise Global. So that you and I can have opportunities to see that we are the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. So that you and I can realize that we have a role to play in the kingdom of God. So that you and I realize that the kingdom of God does not get advanced by individual effort. He's poured out his spirit on all flesh. The kingdom of God gets advanced by a family that comes together with many parts to manifest the head, which is Jesus Christ. This is a family affair. Are you with me this morning? Are you ready to rise up and go? Come on, let's all stand up. I'm going to pray for you this morning. I feel led for, for some reason just to start with this. If you have any pain or sickness or ailment in your body, put your hand on where it's at. Because Jesus went to all the towns and villages. And right now he's at Arise Birmingham. And he healed every sickness and every disease. He, and, and in Matthew 15, 30, it says he healed them all. So wherever your ailment is, wherever your sickness is, just put your hand on that part of your body. Pops, you can start the... The song. And I'm just going to pray for you right now in Jesus' name. We just thank you right now, Jesus, that you are the healer. That this is who you are. And because this is who you are, this is what you do. And we thank you right now by the authority that we have in Jesus Christ. And the power of the Holy Spirit, man. We pray healing for that part of your body in Jesus' name. For every joint. For every ligament. For every muscle. For every cell to be as though it should be right now in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you right now. Just begin to pray right now. We thank you, Jesus, for your healing touch right now. Some of you are discouraged because you've been praying for the same thing for a long time and nothing's happened. But I'm telling you, the ones that are seeing miracles are the ones that are willing to continue to pray because your faith is in Jesus Christ. Come on, right now. Just pray for it right now. Jesus, we thank you. You touch our bodies right now in Jesus' name. You make us brand new right now. That everybody, everybody part, every joint, everything lines up with God's kingdom. I thank you right now that you're healing the right wrist. You're healing a right wrist right now. That bone that you've broken, that has still been bothering you and hurting right now, it's lining up with the kingdom of God. I thank you right now that all back pain is fleeing in the name of Jesus. 
I thank you right now that all neck pain is leaving right now in Jesus' name. I thank you right now that the, the back of somebody's, this uh, part of your leg, uh, the back of your thigh right now, whatever, whatever this is called, is getting healed right now in Jesus' name. This part of your leg right here. Now listen, I just want to pray right now just a, a, a commissioning prayer. And then if you need prayer for anything this morning, man, you can come up. I'd love to pray for you. I don't know if we have a, a, a prayer team. Do we have a prayer team this morning? The whole fivefold just left. Miss Yvonne, you come up and pray with me this morning. <laughs> All right, Jesus, we love you so much. We thank you right now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, that you begin to fill every person in this room, that you begin to empower every person in this room to be who you've called and created them to be right now in Jesus' name. I pray a commissioning prayer right now that you would light a fire under every heart, not to go and do something, but to be who you've called them to be. We thank you, God, that this is who we are. We thank you that we get to go about our week this week and take opportunities to be an extension of your kingdom, God. I pray that this week we would see souls saved, we would see hearts healed. We would see bodies healed. I thank you, Jesus, that we get to be the church everywhere we go. And so right now, if that's what you want to do and that's what you, that's the, and that's what you want to uh, partner with God to do, just say a resounding yes right now to Jesus Christ. Just begin to say yes to Jesus right now. Jesus, we love you. We say yes to you, Jesus. We say yes to this commissioning. We say yes to this calling. We say yes to who we are, Jesus. And we thank you, Jesus, that you are in us and you get to be released through us. We thank you, Jesus, that we get to manifest you everywhere we go, that Christ in us becomes Christ through us. We pray this in the name of Jesus. We give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Amen. If you need prayer this morning, come forward. We love you guys. Bless you. It's 12. We'll pass. We'll grab your children.